This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. We are joined by Debuho Peko, a world-renowned fashion buyer with more than 15 years in the industry, to share with us some patterns and outcomes of the pandemic. Thank you so much, Debuho, for joining us here on the COVID Report. And time and time again, we have shown that there has been changes in the world since the pandemic started. What changes as a buyer have you seen and what are you looking for? Hi, thank you, Sikosikia. In terms of fashion buying, there's a whole lot of things that actually, just as you were talking, and uh, that just came to my mind about the impact. Um, I think we can all agree that um, COVID has impacted everybody. Um, this has become something that no one has ever experienced. It's almost like the, the, the period that you read about in the history books. And um, for example, I mean, I think we're fortunate at the same time to be living in this era because we're going to be telling the story to our children are great grandkids and they're going to be reading about it. Um, to answer your question, yes, um, there's a whole lot of things that have um, been happening in our industry that it has impacted. Obviously, um, there's job losses that have been happening. I, for one, the retailer that I've been working for, we've seen people being laid off, um, supply chain as well, and it also has changed the patterns of buying. And that's one of the things that we'll discuss in detail in this um, interview. And as you've just said, please tap into and share with our listeners, how have the patterns tangibly changed and what are consumers buying when they head out to the stores? In terms of what the consumers are buying, I think I'm just, we're just going to take it a step back so that I can explain to you how the retail industry actually works. So as a fashion buyer, in a normal environment, for example, there was no COVID, I'll be working with three seasons at, the, at any given time. For example, now we're in summer 20 already. I know consumers thinking it's winter. So I'll be working with summer 20 product, which is product that's going to be going to stores. And I'll be looking at our winter 20, which is a past season that just happened. So we'll be analyzing um, winter that has passed that will inform my consumer patterns and the buy for winter 21. And what COVID has done, it has shifted that already because remember, it, for winter, it took out four months for us already outside that. So the thing is what happened now is that you couldn't really read about the consumer for the past four months because obviously people are not buying. But I can tell you, obviously, what the impact that has done is that a lot of people since they've been working from home. So obviously, there's no need for people to be buying clothes, for example. And if you look at, just make an example, if you look, like, uh, if you look at a retailer like Woolworth um, or Foshini or Edgar's, for example, the departments are split. You have formal wear, you have casual wear, you have footwear, you have accessories and beauty. So you can easily spot which ones have been suffering during COVID, which is formal wear, for example, beauty, because people are not wearing makeup anymore. Uh, shoes, people are not buying footwear anymore. They're just buying slippers or anything that's comfortable. So all those departments that have been catering for that consumer who goes to the office, who goes to work, have been suffering, obviously. And that's one of the things that um, as retailers, as a fashion buyer, we really need to relook really at is that obviously COVID is not going to end anytime soon until um, we get a vaccine. So that informs already what you're going to be doing for the next season. Uh, for example, as a retailer, we're not going to be investing more in formal wear. I'm not going to be investing in formal shoes. So um, that's one of the kind of things that um, what uh, as a buyer I've been looking at. Um, one of the things is that home as well has become a versatile space. Think about it, back in the days before, before COVID, before lockdown, home would just be a place you come in, you eat, you go to bed, you wake up, 
you go to the office, you go to gym, and you go to church on Sundays, you go to funerals, whatever. But now what's been happening is that home is where you sleep, is where you eat, is where you work out, is where you work, is where you church, depending on um, what you do as a, as a person. So it has really changed what consumers are buying. But as a fashion buyer, do you foresee returning to the patterns that existed before the pandemic, should the pandemic eventually end with that vaccine you mentioned? I can tell you now, um, obviously with a pandemic, there comes change and change can also be permanent. So um, from my side as well, just the way we buy, it's completely going to change. And I'm just going to go into the detail in terms of what the consumers are doing right now in terms of what they're looking for. And the reason why I say it's not going to change, I'm making a simple example. If you think about a mask, it's not something that we were used to. I mean, I travel to China a lot and I think it happened with the bird flu and all those other viruses uh, a couple of years back. So in China, people have been wearing masks. As soon as you have flu or any disease that is infectious, people wear masks. Uh, basically, you're just there to protect other people around you. And um, mask is not going anywhere. It's got actually going to become part of our essential. And um, as retailers, I can tell you, a lot of retailers now are looking at how can they incorporate it within their brand. If you look at retailers or brands like Nike, Adidas, or Louis Vuitton, if you're that customer or Woolworth, they haven't been selling those masks because of the buying process. Because everything that you see in retailers is done a year ahead. So... What they're doing right now is obviously accessories department and essentials department is looking at how can we incorporate um, this mask into our brand. Are we going to try to coordinate it with the rest of the looks that they're going to be doing? So those are some of the things that um, the retailers are looking into. Also hand sanitizers. Um, as a buyer for, let's example, you buy um, bottoms, which is your pants and your skirt. You're looking at um, a functional pockets, for example, just make an example. Where can a customer put the hand sanitizer? Do we put it on a belt? Does she hang it? Do it on her back? Those are the kind of things that um, you're, you as a buyer, you've got to start looking at. Because at the end of the day now, what's happening is that customers are looking for a functional product and that is also protective. Another thing that's quite big as well as uh, we call it esports or digitization. Obviously, customers are not going to gym anymore. They're just running and working out at home. As a buyer, you again think, Okay, in terms of mask, what am I going to offer the consumer? Is it breathable fabric or is it going to be uh, matching with whatever she's going to be wearing? Um, and how can I make a customer buy my product without having to go to different brands? So those are things that you look at um, as, as a buyer and you start exploring from that. So really some new changes and new thought processes that are coming. But one thing that has changed is how consumers actually shop and engage with the things that they are buying. What do you foresee being a long-lasting trait from online marketing? And are many platforms or many buyers or fashion buyers considering how things may translate to online platforms for sale purposes? One thing that I can tell you, and um, I can talk from my uh, uh, personal experience as well, I've never been a big online shopper, for example. And with COVID, it actually forced me to, because I'm that type of person, when I go to store, I want to touch, I want to feel, I want to try it on. But with COVID, obviously, and lockdown, that couldn't happen anymore. And yet, I'm a consumer. I mean, I like buying stuff. I like trying on new things. 
So I think if there's one thing that is going to definitely stay if it's not growing, it's online. Just reading um, recently, Pick and Pay as well, Pick and Pay clothing, which they've never been into online shopping. They've actually just launched it um, last week. So they're offering their product online as well. Um, I think it's quite important as a brand or as a retailer that you adapt to those changes that the consumers are looking for. Like I've said, is that home has become everything. Home has also become sort of a shopping mall because you just go on the website, you can go on any other um, retailer that you like or your brand and you can just do your shopping and it, it gets delivered at home. And um, the other thing is that, you know, when people are staying at home, so their needs change as well. Uh, for example, um, what... what, what uh, I was just reading at some of the research that I was doing. They call it um, the theme, the new thing that's actually immersion as party leisure. You know, if you think about your gown that you normally wear at home, um, it's sort of become a staple, but it's not necessarily look like a gown when you go outside. So let's say, for example, it's a robe, but it's made in linen um, fabric, which is just white or um, can be a neutral color. It's something that you can also wear. I can't say Bramfontein or wherever because you're not going anywhere, but sort of a versatile item where you can wear it to bed, where you can wear it when you're just lounging around. So this is the kind of things that I am I'm seeing happening. And um, the other thing that's quite big as well, repurposing um, is quite big. So you as the consumers, again, I'm going to talk about myself and what's happening. Um, there's a lot of things that you're sitting at home, you're not using, and you're just thinking that item I haven't worn in a very long time. And there's an item that you've been wearing consistently uh, throughout lockdown. And you're thinking, gosh, I wish I would have gotten this in two or 10 different colors because it's so comfortable. So that's what the consumers are looking for now. And as, as, a, as a, um, a fashion buyer, those are the kind of things that I have to think about, uh, incorporate them with, uh, in my buy for the next season. And also, if you think about fast fashion, fast fashion, I, think, I don't think it's going to be as big as it used to be. Um, what's going to happen now is exactly what I was saying, is that consumers are going to be buying sort of more essential items, essential as in food or whatever, but in clothing as well. So, you, for example, if you're a white shirt person, so you're just going to be buying and collecting a whole lot of that instead of buying different prints or different colors, because, again, you're not seeing a lot of people wearing prints or colors out there. So those are some things that one needs to incorporate when you, you do the buy. It's basically just understanding what your consumer is looking for and just offering them that. Because the thing is about buying is that if you don't offer your consumer that as a retailer or as a brand, then your customer is going to, consumer is going to go somewhere else. A big aspect of your industry was fashion shows and showcases. Has it been an easy process? And how has the transition been for you as a fashion buyer that is similarly used to traveling to the fashion shows, having a holistic in-body presence? Um, in terms of um, um, the fashion shows, what's been happening is that I'm just going to talk now for um, big brands, your Gucci's, your Chanel's and your Ferragamo's of the world. What they did already was that they reduced the number of shows that they're going to start doing going forward. So that had already started happening last season. And um, if you look at the current collection that LV did now, it's uh, digital. And I'm just thinking back of some of the brands that I've worked with now, I don't want to mention them, but they've been going digital. For example, if I go to the uh, uh, pre-collection uh, view, they will actually just, because uh, what used to happen is that you look at samples, uh, they'll present the themes, they'll present the looks, they'll present the collections, and you can touch, feel, and see the product. So for this particular brand that I've worked with, I'm, I stopped that about, uh, it's been two years now. So what they will basically do, they'll present a PowerPoint, but the pictures are so clear 
um, you can literally have a 3D view of the product that you're looking for. So already there's brands that have shifted. There's brands that have started working on that um, already. There's, there's brands that haven't been doing a lot of sample developments because as a buyer, I work with that. So I've seen sort of that shift already. I think the biggest thing that's going to be happening now is that um, that's going to be an issue, obviously, for, for as a buyer because I have to do quality assurance process. And that's when I start having to look at the product with my uh, technical manager to look at the functionality, if it's the right size, it's the right fit. That's going to be an issue. And I'll tell you why. Because now, obviously, we're not allowed to travel at the moment. So how are we going to ensure, as a buyer, as my counterpart, the quality assurance um, manager, going to ensure that we give the customer a good quality product? I think for me, that's where the issue is going to be. But in terms of the fashion shows, there hasn't been an issue because, I mean, if you just look at, um, for example, you just go live on Instagram, they do a digital presentation. That's still good. You still get the feel, still get the look of what the looks are going to be and what's happening um, going forward. So uh, I think the only issue, again, is just going to be and sort of navigating through how can we make sure that whatever I'm seeing here is what the customer is going to experience in stores without compromising the quality. Now, TP, are you hopeful for some of the damage that has been done to the fashion industry during this time? Are you hopeful that there is potential for recovery, more specifically for some of the brands in South Africa that you mentioned that have been suffering from layoffs, layoffs, etc.? Look, uh, I'm hopeful because I'm like that as a person. I think one of the good things that has come out of this COVID um, and lockdown is really as retailers, we need to start looking at our own. There's a lot of, for example, my department, because uh, I've been buying footwear for a very long time, I can tell you my product has sourced, currently sourced 56% of my product locally. And I know it's unheard of um, in terms of the industry because a lot of uh, buyers or retailers actually sort of source out of China, India, or wherever. But for me, I've started doing the work already. It's almost like I smelled that COVID was coming. So uh, one thing for me that's a positive, that's a plus, and I'm excited about is that everybody, every single retailer right now, I can tell you, they've been calling all local suppliers and looking at what can we do? What can we get out of you? How can we help you as well to actually help us? Because what was happening was, as a retailer, we're looking for price and product. For example, I'll go out there and say, I'm looking for a $20 or $5 shoe. Who's a, a supplier that can give me that? But right now, we're making sort of different um, decisions. Instead of taking money out, then rather invest here, because this is an example of what just happened. China started with COVID, right? And we had to stop all the shipment. The production had to stop. So it meant we haven't been getting shipments since Jan, Jan, Feb. So everything that you're seeing in stores now, it's either has been sitting at the warehouses or it has been in stores already. So there hasn't been any new product coming out of um, China or wherever the consumers are sourcing. If there's any new product that you're seeing in stores now, it's probably sourced locally. Um, it can be Sadek regions, Lesotho also produced from there, Mauritius or any, um, even Swaziland as well. So I think the good thing that came out of um, this uh, crisis is retailers are going to start looking at investing in the local uh, production. And before I let you go, TP, are there any last thoughts around the pandemic and the fashion industry you'd like to share with our listeners at this time? I think it's important as a brand or as a retailer to really understand um, your customer 
and really read the moods, the room. I'll just make an example. One of the things that Nike did, uh, they did a collab with uh, Liz uh, Bicroft. Basically, they developed a sneaker. Um, it's actually, they used two colors, uh, it's lime and white. And the social is distorted because um, it just represents healing isn't um, linear. And the colors as well, your green and your light just represents calmness and just, you know, looking forward to a brighter future. So I think this is a prime example of what the consumers are supposed to be doing to sort of understand where the consumer is right now. For another example that I was just thinking of now is this, if I was uh, buying as a candle developer, for example, there's a lot of talk about, especially in South Africa, people are talking about Impep or um, I've seen people doing some soaps around it, um, candles of, uh, with an Impep mix. Um, I'm thinking again, what's this Umshonyan as well? What are we doing about it? Because that's you as a consumer, as a retailer, start engaging, incorporating, really thinking and understanding where your consumer is. And I think it's quite important that we start doing things like that um, and just not talking down or feeding the product to the consumer. The reason why I'm saying that is become the, the world has become so global. Um, everybody is on, on social media. If um, a particular brand is launching something in Europe, our customer, you want it right now. You don't want to hear a thing about, no, it's only going to be available in South Africa or in Africa six months later. That's not where we are. Consumer, if you're not giving them what they are looking for, they move on to the next brand. And the next brand, I mean, the brands that are going to be giving the consumers what the customers are looking for, I think those are the ones that are going to remain and uh, obviously go bigger in the future. And uh, I'm just thinking, and I know for a fact that it has to, you to have to, as a brand, make sure that you know what your customer is looking for and give it to them at the right place and the right time. I'll say the right price, but sometimes price doesn't really matter that much for a consumer. That was Debuho Peko, a world-renowned fashion buyer, sharing how consumer patterns have changed and how the fashion industry is adapting to these uncertain times. Now, we asked our fellow South Africans, what items are they buying and are they even buying clothing? And this is what they had to say. So personally for me, it has been quite a tricky ride because I had now um, gotten myself used to having to buy clothes almost each and every month, actually maybe two or three items per uh, per month. So when this um, pandemic hit, it was just a wake-up call that, okay, fine, this is maybe a, a platform for you to save money or something. But on the other hand, I was just like, I'm a girl, I need to look good, so I need clothes. So in a way, it affected me very bad because... I missed the thrill of having to go to different clothing shops and actually um, fit clothes and get clothes, you know. But at some point, I also got financially saved because I didn't actually have to waste my money on things that I actually didn't even need, you see. So this COVID-19 thing might as well have affected me positively and both negatively because I needed clothes and I couldn't get them because the shops were closed and all that but on the other hand it saved me from financial strain and all that which is also a good thing so um yeah for me it has been quite a tricky road but at the end of the day I'm just glad that as much as it's one big negative thing 
that's hitting us as a whole country you know it's saving us somehow some way so to being ladies in gowns <laughs> i will have to say for me i just have not bought any clothes this season since the start of lockdown and i don't think i'll be buying any clothes at all um for the rest of the year um i'm generally someone who's very conscious and i always go for proudly south african products or products that are made in south africa so yes i'm concerned that me not buying any more clothing items might affect the industry but quite frankly i don't really need much clothing items i'm working from home and i'm always wearing a gown and i'm just going to the stores and i'll just put a t-shirt and some jeans on so there's no need for me to look presentable or um dressed to kill as they say uh, i don't know and also there's a lot of um clothing that comes from china i was also wondering with those sectors as well how they coping seeing that it's so difficult to bring in imports um when the country has been on lockdown for almost um for over 4 months in fact so yeah definitely an impact but on my end the impact has been positive um in that i'm saving money so how has covid affected the clothing market for me personally well since i work from home i can just wear my pajamas and just sit on my computer the whole day and not have to wear anything formal no shoes no socks so even my laundry um piles have gone down so you know can just wear one thing for a whole week and wash that and switch to another thing even shirts and shorts so hardly go out only when you need to get groceries so you don't really need to get new clothes so maybe that affects the sales of buying new clothes but you're saving on other ways as in laundry and wearing out the clothes that you already have so no need to go out and buy new clothes so i think it's a win win if you're working from home and those were our fellow south africans sharing with us if they are buying clothing during this time and how their consumer patterns have changed this podcast was brought to you by voice of vets by voice of vets to hear more of our shows tune in to 88.1 88.1 or streams by www.vfm.co.za